0: Welcome to the Life-Changing Principles podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. This morning, I went for a walk and I ran into a couple of friends. And so we stopped and talked for probably 15 or 20 minutes. Then as I continued on the walk, I ran into another friend. Again, we stopped and talked for probably 20 minutes, just catching up on our lives and what was going on. Now, previously, when I used to run into friends on walks, we would either just wave or maybe stop and talk and catch up for maybe a minute or two just to see what was going on. What was different before than now? Right now, we're right in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, and so we're lacking connection. We don't see that many people like we used to. We're not actively engaged and involved in our lives. We're staying home a whole lot more. And so it was almost as though as we passed each other walking that our bodies and our minds and our souls craved connection. We wanted connection so much that that simple little hi turned into a 20-minute conversation. It was like it was filling us up. Connection is vital and we're noticing it even more in the pandemic, how vital it really is. When we think about connection with our kids, it's never really quite what we thought it was going to be. We all have sort of a white picket fence vision of what we thought parenting was gonna be like. We knew it was gonna be hard and we knew kids were gonna be their own people, but we also built in our heads an expectation of what it would be like and what we would be like as parents. And as we live our current realities now as parents, at some point we have to mourn the loss of our dream of what we thought parenting would be like and to not get down on ourselves in the process. It just is what it is. And as we mourn that loss, we can cry a river of tears, build a bridge and get over it into our real lives. And this is where In our real lives, in the reality of what our connection with our kids is like, we can stay engaged and we can get really curious. We can see our kids for their real selves, who they really are. And then we can spend time building connection and building relationship. Having a relationship or connection at its base helps kids to develop, helps them to be motivated, helps them to engage with their lives more than anything else we can do. Just having a basic relationship with them where they feel seen and heard and supported. And for me personally, I think that as we build connection and relationships with our kids, that we're building our best future relationships right now. Having adult kids right now is amazing because we can talk about things as peers and as you begin early on teaching and connecting with your kids you're building that relationship and of course it's going to change but you're building that relationship so that you will have that relationship as you get older and as they leave the house there are hundreds of things that we can do to build relationships with our kids and this is not going to be a list of those hundreds of things but there are some underlying principles about how to build connection and relationship that I think can be useful. The first principle is novelty. If we can increase or create and add a little bit of novelty to our relationships, it mixes it up a little bit. It lets our kids see us as people instead of just the same old tired conversations that we have and routines that we have every single day. So let's add some novelty to our connection and to our routines. One way we can add novelty is in our play. What do you like to do with your kids? It's hard to play with our kids when it's not something that we actually like to do. And so we can create a new novel way of doing something with them in our play that we actually like to do too. Maybe one kid likes to play cards. Maybe one kid likes to pull out a puzzle. We can try something new that we haven't done for a while by just pulling that out and saying, hey, let's play cards, let's do a puzzle. You might like reading to your kids If you liked reading to them when they were young, they'll go dog go or whatever it was a hundred times over. As older kids, it's still fun to read together. Even as adult kids, we can read Harry Potter and pick it up again or something like that in the evening. It gives us something to look forward to together, especially during this time when we have more time at home. We can create a little bit of novelty. Another way to create novelty is to stop doing the routines and expectations that we're already doing. So for example, we can have a pajama day and call it a day off and we just stay in our pajamas and watch TV and do things that we really wouldn't normally do all day. We can have some novelty with our meals. Breakfast for dinner is a great example of that. We can also add some novelty with our roles or with our jobs. Maybe you can have a mom's day off and everybody else does mom's jobs for the day. There's lots of things that we can do that that create novelty and interest in building connection. The second principle is to give things a name. When you give things a name, you can recall for people that experience and then repeat it again, or you can set up expectations for what it means to do a particular thing. So for example, in our family, when we would say popcorn movie, that meant we were going to get a big blanket, spread it out on the ground, we were going to have popcorn, we were going to have everybody have these little individual bowls so that they could sit down and watch it, and we were going to enjoy a movie together. If we went on a check-in, everybody knew what that meant was that one person was going to get in the car with mom, they were going to drive to the local fast food place, and they got to spend a dollar on a hamburger or a drink or an order of fries, And then we would talk. And in a check-in, mom didn't remind you of things or criticize things or bug you about things. She just listened. It was just, hey, this is a check-in. How's it going? Tell me about your friends. Tell me about school. Tell me about anything you want to talk about. And that became something that set an expectation because we had a name for it. We named that little drive that we would go on. We used to have a cleaning time called the 10-minute tidy. And the rules were basically you chose a place to clean up or we chose one together or whatever it was, and we would set a timer for 10 minutes and everyone would be like, and you mark, get set, go, let's do this. And they would clean quickly, but as soon as that timer ended, we'd drop whatever we had in our hands and just move on. So it was nice to have a name for this little moment to say, we're all doing a 10 minute tidy. We might be scurrying to clean up the front room because someone's coming over. We might be scurrying to just take the edge off our bedrooms because our bedrooms are all a mess or whatever it is. And that naming it, gave people an expectation of what was going to happen. You might have two different kinds of hikes in your family. You might have a mom hike and a dad hike. A mom hike might be like, let's go, move it up, done, hike, almost like exercise. And a dad hike might be more meandering, like, ooh, let's check out all of the interesting little things under the rocks and the bugs and the different kinds of trees and flowers that we find. Naming it not only creates expectations, so they kind of know like this is what's going to happen, but it also creates a sense of community and a sense of connection because they know what that means in this family because they're a part of this family. A third principle of connection and building relationships is being seen. There are a lot of different ways that we can help our children be seen and for us to be seen by them. So one way we can do that is when we greet each other or say goodbye to each other going in and out of the house. Maybe your tradition is when your kids come in the door for them to come and find you and give you a hug to say, Hey, mom, I'm home. Or maybe on their way out the door, they come and they give you a high five saying, Bye, see ya. I'm gone. I'm off to school or off to a friend's house or whatever it is. Having that kind of tradition makes just a moment of connection so that whenever your kids leave or come home, you have a moment to look them in the eyes and to give them a hug or to say something positive about what's going on or about their day or to tell them that you love them. You could create a family handshake or a family phrase each time you walk in or out of the door. It's a good way to build connection. Another way to help kids be seen and to build connection in that way is to have empathy. Empathy can be broken down into four different elements. These come from Teresa Wiseman, a nursing scholar who studied nurses and empathy and how they used empathy. So she broke it down into four different elements. One is being able to see their world, to see from their perspective, to see the world as they see it, kind of like stepping into their shoes. Another element of empathy is appreciating them as a human being, as separate from you, and being non-judgmental. to sit with them and whatever they bring to you. You're non-judgmental about it. The third way is to understand their feelings, to be able to actually name and identify what feelings they're experiencing. And then the fourth is to communicate understanding of those feelings or their worldview, to actually communicate to them that you are being empathetic and that you are understanding and seeing them. When we can learn to do that, our kids feel seen. They feel like, wow, you get me. You see what I'm saying. You understand from my point of view. Or, wow, you're accepting me as I am, even though I'm doing something you don't want me to do right now, and I know that, you're actually not being judgmental about it, and so I feel like I can be me when I'm around you, so I feel seen, and that feeling seen creates connection. Another way kids can feel seen is by demonstrating what strengths they bring to the family. So one of the exercises that are really helpful for building family connection is to create a family strengths board. You can take a strength survey from viacharacter.org, V-I-A character.org, and they have a little free survey that you can take that tells you what out of the 24 different character strengths that are available, what are your top five? What are your signature strengths? And they also have a survey for youth. So if the adults and the youth and the family can take the survey, you end up with your top five signature strengths. And then you can create a board and put everybody's strengths up there. To see your own positive qualities up on a board as a member of a family makes you feel connected. It helps you to feel like you belong. And it helps you to feel seen and not invisible. Another way that we can build connection and build relationships is to teach our kids skills that we already know. This works a lot better when they're younger and they're anxious to learn new things or interested in trying new things. We can teach them woodworking skills. We can teach them skills out in the yard for growing things. We can teach them writing skills or cooking skills, skills that seem to be like what grown-ups do, but we can teach them to our kids so that they can begin to learn how to do these things. And the nice thing about it is that when we're teaching them a skill, We're spending time with them. We're developing that relationship and connection because of the time spent together. All four of these different ways introduce ways that we can build relationship and connection with our kids. From building skills where we spend that time together, teaching them something that we already know how to do, to adding a little bit of novelty to our lives and novelty to our routine, to our relationship, bringing in just something new and fun and surprising to naming the things that we do that are special and unique to our family so that kids feel like they belong. Naming our routines, naming dinners, naming activities helps them to go, oh, this is special, this is something for just our family. And also doing things to help our kids feel like they're seen, feel like they're not invisible, like they're contributing to the family, like they are a part of this group, this family. The author Toni Morrison was interviewed by Oprah Winfrey, and in that discussion they talked about this idea of your eyes lighting up when your kids walk in the room. And she said, you know, when my kids would walk into the room, I would tussle their hair and I would pull up their socks and I was trying to be a good mom, getting them ready to go out and meet the world, but all they could see was my critical face. Think about what kind of face your kids see when they walk in the room. Do your eyes light up? Are you glad to see them? This has had a profound impact for me. When I interact with other people, I'm so busy that I'm pretty much just all business. When I call my adult kids, I'm just like straight to the point. This is what I need, or this is what I'm asking from you, or this is the question I have for you. But after listening to this idea that Toni Morrison presented of having your eyes light up when they walk in the room, now when I have a conversation with them, I try to, even over the phone, have my eyes light up by being glad to see them, by letting them know that I'm really glad that they called or that they're taking a minute to talk to me. It might sound like building a relationship is adding more things to your day and more things to your life, but that doesn't have to be the case. It can also be that building a relationship is taking things off of our plate, taking a day off, creating a pajama day, a day where we don't do anything, taking a day off from our chores, Doing something where we're not adding, but we're actually subtracting and creating space for ourselves. Creating space to find more connection and more time to be together. The efforts we make in building connection and relationships with our kids matter. They matter because they're people, they're our kids, and we want to have a connection and a relationship with them. They also matter because it builds our kids' motivation to have good relationships it increases their resilience. To have a good relationship makes them in the long run more resilient because they have that that they can fall back on. Having a good relationship isn't going to change the ups and downs of our daily lives. It's not gonna change how hard it is. It's not gonna change it into something that we create this white picket fence about and that we have this expectation that's not going to happen. That doesn't happen with a good relationship. A good relationship gives us a reason to muddle through all of the ups and downs, to tackle the hard and complex stuff and to hang in there and to engage. It makes it worth engaging because we have this strong relationship that we're building. We have a reason, we have a purpose for doing it. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next Principle.